0: Good morning on this Friday in April the 22nd. I just had to do it for the same second day in a row. I had to delete a 20 minute podcast so I can try to get it down to half of that time. A lot of good, good conversation, rambling maybe on these games, but it is what it is. So yesterday we had a small profit 0.13, 0.13 of unit, including the parlays, which are 0.25 and 0.125, which both won. Hockey was profitable. Basketball. The only game we played was a winner. Actually, there was two with a live bet, but the only pre-tip off was a winner. And then uh, baseball sucked. We still had bad luck there. Looked like we we owned the Seattle one five nothing lead after one inning. Looks like we're gonna get the plus two hundred fifteen parlay, only to have a two error inning by the shortstop for Seattle. I don't know if they've the participation ribbons that are given out in Seattle have kind of melted over into the baseball team because I've thought that they're wasting talent for a couple years now. Uh, Last year, they actually really surprised people, I guess, but I thought they were putting something together and I thought that would really happen this year, but they're continuing to find ways to lose games. So I'm rambling again and this will end up being another delete, so I'll have to get going on this. Let's move into baseball. I'm going to take... Live only, only live Cubs in Pittsburgh at a better number than over 7.5. I want the over, but I don't want it uh, pregame because the wind's blowing in. My numbers without factoring wind are 9.5 on this game, 9.5, 4.92 to 4.62 favoring the Cubs. With wind blowing in, I can't do it. But if it gets down to, let's say, 5.5 because it's slow to start, I'm jumping because I think we're getting at least six on this. All right, St. Louis and Cincinnati. The line is around 120, minus 120, and moving up. That's the play if you cannot do a same game parlay at plus money. I should mention the same game parlays are varying uh, between books. Some of them are really not giving you fair numbers. Uh, Maybe they they are to them, but there's better numbers out there. I'm going to take St. Louis and over four and a half at plus 110. It's got better value. Otherwise, the other one's good value, meaning the money line alone. San Francisco and Washington is the exact same situation. In this case, San Francisco is about a 130 favorite and moving up. Now, they haven't listed their pitcher yet. It looks like Sam Long, but in this case, the unlisted pitcher is only, only going to help us because you're not going to get a worse pitcher, really. In other words, he's not their best pitcher, he's not one of their studs, so. It's not like you're going to all of a sudden get better odds if you waited. So that's a nice play on San Francisco. But a slightly better play is San Francisco and over 5.5 at plus 120. The 50 points there is definitely worth it. Tampa Bay and Boston. Taking Tampa Bay. Got it at minus 142. But this one's all over the place. It's as high as in the one sixties. It's crazy. Got to shop around for that. But minus 150, if you can get it around there, is probably fine. Also, a slightly better bet is Tampa Bay and over five, four and a half, four and a half at minus 105. It's only slightly better because Boston's Waka, Michael Waka, is actually pitching much better than... He's got a lot of talent, always has, but he's been pitching poorly. Uh, most of that poorness is in Boston. This is in Tampa Bay. So there's a possibility for this beating the low-scoring game for sure. So that's why that is not by any stretch of the a better bet than... Tampa Bay minus 150. I consider it slightly because of minus 105 is all. But at equal value, I'm playing both. Now, I like Colorado plus one and a half versus Detroit, but minus 150 is too much for me. So I'm going to take Colorado plus one and a, half at over four and a half and over four and a half at plus 100. I think both of these teams could easily get to five. So I'll take that as a better bet. Otherwise, go ahead and take the the plus one and a half, minus 150. I just, I'm not comfortable laying juice early in the season as much as possible. Tampa Bay is an exception there. That's that's too good to pass up. Uh, Minnesota and Chicago. Now, Minnesota off a big, long road trip. First game back is usually a fade play against. And in addition to the fact that I consider Chicago to be a 4.51 to 4.06 favorite, I'm going to take Chicago minus 110. I will also take Chicago plus 1.5 over 4.5 at minus 125. I'm obviously paying more juice. But I find that to be irresistible to be able to get with Chicago plus the one and a half so you can lose. And obviously, Minnesota being the home team, once the game ends, when they're up by one. So that's a valuable play in that situation. And I do think it's five. I don't think each team gets five, but I think it's five. Uh, The risk could burn me. But I got both ends. I got Chicago on on the money line. And the next one is the Mets. I'm just taking the Mets straight up, minus 125. There's no other better play on that or even a valuable play on that. Mets alone, minus 125. Finally, Texas and Oakland. That game's going over 7.5. I've played it. You should feel comfortable playing that. Both pitchers are not good. Now, Oakland's pitcher is a rookie. Came over in a trade when they dumped off everybody else off the team. Uh, he's a little, he's not quite ready yet, but they forced him in there because of injuries and trade-offs, of course. So now he is playing at Oakland for the first time. Oakland's a pitcher's ballpark, but I'm not going to buy into that. It's going to go over seven and a half. I'm also going to take a same game parlay Oakland plus two and a half and the game over five and a half at plus money, plus plus one oh five. Uh, again, I do believe the over is the way. And then I'm getting, getting two and a half points in Oakland. I did think the wheels are going to fall off. Uh, I didn't play him yesterday, even though I wanted to badly. Because it looked everything telling me that Oakland win. But I just feel like the wheels are going to fall off sooner than later. But at some point, you still have to play that game until they do fall off. And giving the two and a half to Oakland seems like a solid play. So that's what I've done. Now, we move on to basketball. As I mentioned, we had the winner yesterday on the over and then the live bet. So it's now five winners in a row on basketball. Four pre-tip off and one live, which was Memphis yesterday. Obviously, that was mentioned to be live at Moneyline, and it didn't look good as they continued to get beat up. They ended up winning outright. You could have had them if you were sleeping, and you didn't get it right away when they had a positive Moneyline bet. You could have had them at plus 5 to 10 points real easy. Um, so it would have been less of a sweat. The plays today are zero plays today. I like all the home teams, but not enough to play them. I want to get 8 to 10 points on them. So when they're down anywhere between 10 and 15, you'll probably get to eight to 10 points on each of those home teams. And then that's a buy. Uh, logic here, Atlanta has been dominated by Miami. They're a different team at home. And there's a bounce back situation either way, whether it's home or road, they're going to have to pull to put together a game here. Uh, so I like Atlanta. Now you got Chicago and Mi- Milwaukee. Chicago actually got the home field advantage by, by splitting in Milwaukee. And now they come home, they don't have to face Middleton. He had a nice game against them last time out, but he's not going to be able to play this one. He's out until early May. This is a situation where Chicago's going to come home with a lot of confidence. But I've often found a team, when you lose your one of your studs, off, and it's most often in the basketball than any other sport, when you lose one of your studs, the rest of the team figures out how to play for a game or two, usually in the playoffs, just one, and put something together. In addition to the fact that it's harder for the opponent to know how you're going to play. They can prepare for you with your regular starting lineup. When you have a different lineup, it's harder to prepare. That's one of the reasons why you can, quote-unquote, meld and mesh together in that first game. That's part of it. But, so I can't play Chicago. And there's too much sometimes overreaction to injuries as well ditto with Phoenix and New Orleans now you got Devin Booker out for Phoenix you get here's a situation you got the number one seed playing a team with a horrible losing record but the team is now meshing you got CJ McCollum came over in a trade he's better in leadership exactly what they needed apparently but I just don't I don't know, I, I don't think it can happen for him without getting more points so all home teams with points eight to ten points. Moving on to hockey. All right. I like Minnesota over Seattle on the puck line, minus one and a half, minus one fifteen. And I also like a Minnesota to win full game money line and over five and a half at plus one fifteen. These are all just barely plays. They're all they're they're value, but not tons of value, not like we've sometimes seen in hockey. So keep that in mind. I'm gonna play them all half unit each. Just enough to where I feel like this is not a coin flip. This is valuable plays. Okay, now, next game is Edmonton and Colorado. I'm going to take Edmonton plus 100. Edmonton's at home and playing very well. Colorado's a better team and probably wins the Stanley Cup, at least that's how I think it is. I have Edmonton to win by four-tenths of one goal, 3.66 to 3.25. Uh, Colorado's lost two in a row. They're due for a bounce back, but right now they're kind of in – La-la land. They don't have a lot to play for. Edmonton still needs to clinch the playoffs, which they will, whether it's not tonight or not, but they'll do it. Um, Colorado's almost setting it up where they're going to kind of be lackadaisical going into the playoffs and then realize, you know, we're just not that good. I can't imagine it's a coaching strategy, but it's going to play out where they're going to realize, you know, we can't just coach through these games. We actually have to play to beat good teams. And so this is setting up quite nicely for them to go into the playoffs and smoke everyone. But I'll also, so Edmonton, I'll also take Edmonton plus one and a half and over four and a half, but only a quarter unit because we have to do, we have to pay minus 150 on that. So I'll take another quarter unit, Edmonton plus one and a half and under seven and a half at minus 115. I I do like the over six and a half, but not enough to play. So really what I'm thinking is a seven goal game. So here I'm stretching a little bit by taking under seven and a half. And I've got the over four and a half to cover the other side. And I do like the Edmonton side plus one and a half because I already have the Edmonton money line with a straight bet. So I wanted to get plus one and a half. Moving on to Washington, Arizona. Washington minus one and a half, minus 145 for half a unit. And because it's a minus 145 play, again, it's limited value. It's got value, but not enough to put a ton on there. So we'll go Washington money line and over five and a half in a parlay, minus 105, that has about equal value, unfortunately, because of the five and a half. I wanted four and a half. They're kind of catching on the same game parlay option in the book that I'm referring to anyway. I don't want to out them. (laughs) They already know what they've done. They've caught one too much money on the over four and a half and a money line winner. So now they've made that. A horrible difference. They're, they're pricing that around minus 500 and they'll give you the five and a half at like minus 200 or something. So when you parlay it, you can't really do the four and a half. Okay. Speaking of parlays, I'm going to go Minnesota and Washington in hockey. The Wild and the Capitals on regulation for both at plus 131. If you were to do Moneyline full game for both, you're going to pay a Reasonable amount of juice, which can't fault you if you do it, still a good play. I just like the plus 131 on the parlay. As a matter of principle, I try not to play juice, pay juice on a parlay like this. And then the three-teamer is those same two teams, Minnesota and Washington, but now on the full game money line because we're going to add Tampa Bay Rays of baseball. We're going to do plus one and a half Tampa Bay. So on an alternate line, so you can get plus 120 on the three-teamer. Actually, not as profitable as a two-teamer, but you're getting the, the insurance of the full game or the plus one and a half for Tampa Bay. And uh, there is an option. I almost played at Tampa Bay just to win at uh, plus 180, 179 is what I had um, for that. But I decided it's slightly better payoff to take the plus one and a half on Tampa Bay Obviously, raw money, it's not a better payoff, it's plus 120, you can get 50% better payoff at the plus 180. What I'm saying is a higher chance of winning because, again, Boston, a viable team with a viable pitcher, has a possibility to knock off the Rays. I just don't think they can beat them by margin. So that's all I have, and I think I have cut the podcast in half by omitting more uh, more information, but kept it short. Good luck.